Kia This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Welcome back to B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. It's the stories of people who make Wellington tick. Um, we've just been listening to Perrine has been talking to some of the people who've been organising the um, plastic bottle drive and we've got another one coming up. Was it this weekend, Perrine? Oh, you got your mic on. <laughs> on Thursday at oh, Victoria University. Thursday at Victoria University. Shows my listening comprehension. Open to the public. Excellent. 20 cents per bottle is worth getting out there. Cha-ching! <laughs> and that song we just listened to was called Will We Learn and was by our next guest, Vanessa Stacey, um, with her band that's performed with her band The Shuffle. Is that your latest um, it actually isn't. I've had. A, I just realised when you said this is Vanessa Stacey's latest single, I was like, oh, I've actually released another <laughs> single since that. But it was uh, that was my um, my latest solo single. So I've um, just I've recently released a um, collaboration with an artist called Twig Pigeon, who I'm going to uh, perform a, another collaboration mm. with later on. Looking forward to that. Cool, oh. great name, Twig Pigeon. <laughs> Said no one. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking, Rick. No, it's a great name. Hush. It's a fun, no, no. It's, it's just one of those names. When he first told me, I went really. <laughs> As a publicist, I was going really, but it's actually a great story. It was uh, Ricky Ricky Simmons, who is the um, producer, who is is Twig Pigeon. Um, he studied in Berkeley over in the states, and that was his nickname because he's a drummer. And he just kept breaking, <laughs> he kept breaking sticks. He plays hard, so he's the Twig Pigeon, <laughs> and he was quite little, I suppose, compared to all okay. of the big Americans. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll do. I'll do your little intro because I sort of just leapt right into it. I should have said too that I'm Sadie if I didn't say that already. Um, <laughs> for people, for people out there, hi, hi, Vanessa. <laughs> uh, so Vanessa is, and and you've just added publicist to this. Also an actor, singer, comedian, playwright, director, producer, teacher. It just sounds else. so naff, doesn't it? Whenever <laughs> someone says to me, "What do you do?" I I go, oh. Because <laughs> I just prepare myself for the list of things. I, I'm a, I'm an artist. I suppose is the easiest way to yeah to sort of club everything that I do. I'm I'm really lucky. I think um, as an artist in New Zealand, you have to diversify and you have to have a few strings to your bow. Otherwise, you end up doing pluck all. As, mm. <laughs> as you know, to be honest. <laughs> um, and I and also I had a lot of empathy for artists. Um, a lot of artists, it's really hard to uh, publicise your work or talk. Well, example, this is really uncomfortable just talking about yourself, you know. So um, I understood that. And so I knew that there was a, a void there. And I used to manage, tour manage for the Freddies as well. So I sort of started, when I got back from the UK, I sort of fell into that role after working with Sarah Hunter, the amazing Sarah Hunter, yes, very talented. who's been on B-Sides before. Love her. Awesome woman. Amazing woman. Yep. Super talented. <laughs> So we worked together, we met really quickly after I got back from the UK and um, I started working with her and through that I started working with the Freddies and started tour managing them and and um, and then Rio Hemapore and uh, quite a few artists. And it was quite good because I could be behind the scenes but really pushing people that I really had a lot of aroha for and um, be a support person because I was... I think when I first got back from the UK, I was a bit fuckama and, and and shy to do. You know, I came back specifically to make my own music and um, and my own film and so forth. So yeah, I've been yeah, I have a varied job, 
varied job. I also teach film. And so I, I've taught film at Massey and had a few art, artist residencies up there doing the film and then ended up directing their summer Shakespeare as well. So, yeah, I, that's always a complicated question when someone yeah. asks me what I do. So you teach adults or you also teach my daughter who's I not do. an adult? I love <laughs> yeah. her. She's a gem. Teach her she's drama. So. She's actually in my youngest pool of students. I tend to not... They're real gems, so I I really enjoy that. But I tend to not teach. I tend to teach sort of sixteen and up because by then they're invested. If, if I'm honest, and we can sort of make more progress, and it's more mm. um, it's more interesting for me as a tutor because they 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 really want to be pushed and to to be challenged and to you know. So I I think by then they're they're they've been bitten by the bug pretty mm. much. I sh- I certainly was at an early age. Yes, well, that takes us to your was your first film role back when you were seven. <laughs> my um, my father, we had lived in uh, Alexandra, Central Otago, so in the early eighties there was a lot of film happening down there. So my father, much like me, is a jack of all trades. He's a builder and a qualified engineer. So um, of course he became a stuntman. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> of course. So he did a lot of stunt work in um, Alex and we were back and forth because my parents are separated by that stage. So every summer we'd go down and, yeah, spend time on set with him and got to be some extras. And, and that's when I really got to be on a set and see how exciting it was and um, and work with other actors and sort of get bitten by the bug, really, and really want to tell stories. I think fundamentally that's the thread... Uh, between everything that I do, whether it's playwriting or um, comedy or songwriting, you know, it's it's about telling a story, mm. and I um, it's about storytelling. So that's sort of my thread, passionate thread through all of that, and helping other people tell their stories as well. I also work, I do publicity and help produce the Fringe Festival, have done for the last couple of years. So everything's all up in the air with and exciting times for Capital Arts at the moment. So. Um, but yeah, being able to facilitate other artists doing that work is really important to me as well. And hence, and also, I've produced stage through Homegrown, and my beloved Tora Tora Festival, <laughs> which I just adore. And yeah, it's fantastic. I know you're a fan. Yeah, I so I think it. that's where we first met, wasn't it? Actually, at uh, yeah, uh, well, maybe through the drama class first, but then yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a. Uh, just an absolute gem. Oh, fantastic. So much fun. Yes, amazing. So being able to create opportunities for other artists is really important to me mm. as well because I know that that's... Firstly, it's hard working with people production-wise who aren't artists because they're not as empathetic. Um, so it's really... I think it's good for artists to work with a producer who's producing a stage who knows where they're from and know, knows... Mm understands, you know, how, how how that works and just have, you know, a bit of an inside, you know, in regards yeah. to their performance. It feels like Wellington has a very supportive community like that, arts community. I don't know if that's the same as everywhere. Oh, I think because of how Wellington's situated, it's really hard to not know each other. Like, we all sort of just know it, you know, when you every. And and I um I like to keep my ear pretty close to the ground for up and coming artists and and um because I'm we're always looking for fresh talent for um tour and for homegrown so um and f- you know I'm really lucky with Fringe too you're exposed to that I, I'm really passionate about Fringe becoming a little bit more 
for there to be more music content, more film and more multimedia content to not just be, you know, I think that's what a fringe festival should be, should be all sorts of disciplines mm-hmm. and amazing and amazing display of, of the arts for the punters really to encourage them to come along, you know? Yeah. So you grew up in central Otago. I did. So when did you end up up in Wellington? I actually, um, when my parents split up, uh, my mother moved to Christchurch. So I did the majority of my high school uh, down in Christchurch and trained as a hairdresser. I had my own business at 19. Always been, you know, keen, keen. And then um, I went to Hagley Theatre Company because I've been performing from, you know, seven. So it just seemed like a a natural progression and I got really sick of asking people what they were doing at Christmas. (laughs) It's just no offence to hairdressers, but it was just not uh, it was not cerebrally <laughs> challenging enough for me. So um, I went to Hagley Theatre Company and did the directing internship there, and then went to Toy Fakari afterwards. I actually was also studying jazz. I did jazz school down in Christchurch as well, which is the equivalent of music school up here. Um, so yeah, so after jazz school, went to Toy Fakari, and then. Thankfully, walked straight out of Toifikari into uh, fast turnaround television, which was, you know, was that the tribe? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, it was, Sadie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. What, what does that facial expression mean? <laughs> oh, look! I used to spend every time someone would mention the tribe, I'd be like, oh god. But actually, look, I. Um, it's a really pretty special to have kids run up to you back in the day, you know, who loved the show. And they'd always ask me questions like, what happens to so-and-so? I was like, I never, I don't watch it. <laughs> I'm just in it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, and through the tribe, I ended up working in London for nearly five years. And I, I walked into work over there, too, with Channel 5. So I was really lucky. I was a really popular character. I wish I'd known that before I negotiated. <laughs> but she, um, Alice was a really popular character, mostly because I think I rewrote most of my lines. Ah. They just let me sort of go for it. Because I was uh, sort of a comic foil, I think, in the show. And um, and so she was, she was pretty loved. She was a pretty loved character. So I walked into work with Channel 5 and then ended up producing, had my own production company over there and was making work as well. So that was exciting. Wow. I never actually saw the tribe. Um, I think it's kind of the... That's, I'm a you may have old. just... Yeah, yeah you just, just <laughs> yeah. missed that age range. There, yes. So. <laughs> um, but I read somewhere, I think, that your character Alice was only intended to be on for a really short time but ended up... By popular demand, yeah, staying yeah, on yeah. for a long time. Again, I wish I'd known that when I negotiated <laughs> my contract. <laughs> they did it. They did a which, they, as I say, they didn't mention when they were schmoozing me away from Tuivakati. Um, they had done a survey from all the fans because the show was huge. I mean, it's it's still, I think, to date, the most successful um, product that would crazy as it seems, but the most successful. We were there was one point we were screening and. 179 countries. Wow. Crazy, crazy. How many countries are there? Exactly. I didn't, when they told us that, I was like, I don't, are there that many countries? Yeah. It was, yeah, exactly. And so we, and it's still on, my mother thinks it's hilarious. I'm over in Australia in August and I still get recognised over there because it's still screening. It's really popular. So wow. it's on every afternoon, like on loop. So you obviously haven't aged much because you, you were being quite young when you were doing that. I was, I was, uh, no, I wasn't a teenager. um, I was 23, actually, when I started the tribe. So one of the only adult cast. 
um, which was always interesting, which is also when I started directing television or fast turnaround around television because uh, it, um, I negotiated when I went back for the third year I wanted to do some um, first day, either first dating or directing. So I ended up doing second unit, so I get to do sometimes do some stuff in my costume, but it was the only way to keep me sort of stimulated, really. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was great. And to learn, and also no one knew the no one knew the show better than I did, you know, when you've been in it. And I'd spent all my time for the first two years hanging out with the crew, because the kids were so much younger than me, you know. So I, um, I just absorbed as much as I could, and I loved the process of filming, of making something. Mm. So that's when uh, that sort of started for me, which was great too. So I'm a, I'm fair of indebted to Cloud Nine and the tribe. Really, uh, there was a huge cringe. Factor for me for a while, <laughs> but I'm well over that now. I just find it funny. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's cool to be recognised in Australia still. Hey, should we have a My quick? Um, should we have a music break? Sure. Should, would you like to sing us something? Okay. This is um, a collaboration that I did with uh, Rick, uh, Ricky Simmons, who, aka Twig Pigeon, and this is off his first EP. I've just been up in Auckland. We've just been recording some new songs, which are quite different from this, but. Um, Okay. He's he's a interesting, talented. Do you want my headphones? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I'm just guessing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you're going to give me the nod when you want me to get it going. Thank you, Farine. Thank you. I'm impatient I know it's a fault But I hate waiting So I usually don't Should have told you What I was feeling should have taken the risk Should have known when we kissed that Would you have been interested Why'd you hearing Would we have had what we missed No, I should have taken the risk I should have told you What I was feeling I should have taken the risk Should have known when we kissed that Would you have been interested Don't hesitate. 
waited, hesitated. I, I waited, hesitated. I, I waited. Oh, oh, should I told you what I was feeling? Should I taken the risk? Should I known when we kissed it? So I'm glad I just realised. Thanks, Ricky. <laughs> Sounded great, even though I could only hear the vocals. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, I don't know if Ricky's listening, but you're a gem, legend. Can't wait to hear the mixes on the new tunes. Cool. So is that going to be an album? He is. Um, we've just released. He's just released an EP in February, which is the one that Chemistry's on. One a collaboration. An amazing vocalist, Rachel Fraser, is also on the album. Um, Martine, who is the vocalist for um, ADA, amazing um, tunes. She's a fantastic songwriter. So we're all. Um, and he actually, Johnny Lawrence, who's my bass player from. We do a double treble, which is. Uh, just Johnny Lawrence on double bass and my vocals, which I really, if I'm honest, kind of our favourite gigs, I think, you know, Felix, because we, he's just so amazing. Like, won't tell Lisa. No, no, of course, Lisa's my <laughs> sister from another mister, which is awkward because my father just adores her, would happily marry her. Um, she's insisted I don't have to call him mum immediately. <laughs> um, uh, no, of course, Chocolate Box is this whole other entity I just adore. It's like playing with my best mate, so that's an absolute pleasure. But um, I think Double Trouble's more challenging because there's nowhere to hide as a vocalist. And because I have jazz training, that's we, we do a lot of jazz rearrangements and some original my originals as well and Johnny really has to play he's the most exceptional bass player I personally my favorite in New Zealand and I'm sure a lot of people agree with me um so him uh, on double bass where usually people just play be playing the rhythm or the chords he is so incredibly melodic so he really has to play as well and when you're that beer as a vocalist I really have to sing so I think I just find them the most challenging and you know Lisa's just we just that's just second nature. <laughs> Lisa Tomlins, everyone. Love the Lisa Tomlins. <laughs> so how long have you guys been playing together? Oh, Lisa? I think Chocolate Box has been... Chocolate Box came around, actually. Uh, Lisa wanted to do some DJing, and so she had initially hit up the Matterhorn, God rest its soul, mm. and I miss that bar a lot, And um, which is a big statement for someone who doesn't really drink, but, but it was a great venue. And... Um, so she, we started DJing and we turned up to do a DJ set and I had, because we both uh, DJ seven inches and we turned up 
and there were mics set up because they obviously just assumed that we were going to sing because, you know. And um, so Chocolate Box was born from that. And so we sort of turned up. Thankfully, I had a CD with instrumentals on it because people were going, when are you going to sing? We're playing, you know, feeling flash, feeling quite impressed with our DJing stills. <laughs> and, yeah, Chocolate Box was kind of born by accident. Um, but it was great, and it's a great space to, to get to play my original stuff out. And um, Lisa, of course, collaborates with everybody. So she's got, you know, a lot of fantastic original stuff too to play. So, And we just have a laugh. It's equal parts. We play us for music, but the, the comedy um, we just thrust upon the audience, whether they wanted it or not. <laughs> so lots of awesome collaborations, I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, exciting. Actually, I've got yeah, I've got a few collaborations coming out in the next few months, which is exciting. Anything and you, you want to talk about the moment? Um, probably. Uh, yeah, it's always awkward when nothing's been released yet, so I can't really say anything. But you'll be the first to know, and I'll come back and I'll mm. bring back the singles. B-side stories exclusive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, you yeah, exactly. Yeah, hold you to that. Yeah, that would be a pleasure. <laughs> that would be a pleasure. It's always uh, producers are always particularly, which I totally understand because I'm the same with my original stuff, and I, um, I'm working on some new tunes as well. So um, yeah, it's always hard. It's like talking about a, a baby before it's born. It's that it's still in that. Gestation period when you don't want to mention it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> particularly when they're collaborations with other people. But we're lucky. Lisa and I are really lucky. We've done a lot of BVs and um, and uh, collaborations with some incredible artists. I think you've got one of who I'm also uh, Sean, who AKA Joe Blossom. Uh, we also have a fantastic band which Lisa and I um, sing with called the Ultrasounds. Yeah, which fun. is dope. Have you have you? Heard? <laughs> well, they were at, you guys were at Gar- Tora, Tora Tora. Yes, of course, yeah. of course. <laughs> we got to open Gardens Magic this year, which was incredible. It was amazing, and um, so that's a big synth eighties. It's like a eighties mm-hmm. sort of crazy outfit dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get to totally dress up and pretend I'm my mum. <laughs> and do all these fantastic songs it's one of the only bands that you play with that every time we start a song it's like all, just all guilty pleasures so every time we start a song you can audibly hear the crowd going I, I love this one <laughs> you know which is great which is great so we've we've really tried to and we've got a lot of exciting gigs coming up We've also had Andrew Kerry on this show. Oh, I love Andrew. So, yeah, we'll just take you guys off one by one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all in there. We're yeah. um, Jackie Nyman, fantastic bass player. Uh, Chris Follion um, and um, James uh, Coyle, Mister the Reverend Black Keys. Yeah, it's a it's a huge band. So there's like Wade on guitar. Yeah, there's there's eight of us. <laughs> Logistically, a nightmare. So we're just in the middle. We've got tour. We've got gigs coming up in Auckland, but. So worth it. <laughs> I feel like doing a kind of um, genealogy of all the different bands in Wellington. It would be a massive task. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like one big tree. With yeah, all cross branches <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, lots of cross rooting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much <laughs> from one way or another. Yeah, absolutely. And well, I think I think that if we like, if we would go, who was the? Did they refer to patient A. I think Lisa Tomlin's patient. <laughs> I think Lisa Tomlin's patient A. <laughs> she could ever all bands find their way back to Lisa. <laughs> the original virus. Yeah, she's or... the original. Yeah, she's patient A. <laughs> and then I mean, I suppose I'm, I'm B. <laughs> I'm, 
I'm happy. Are you still <laughs> acting as well or mostly focusing on music at the moment? Yes, I um, I have actually just had a really interesting conversation with the very talented Duncan Sarkis. And he's got a project um, that he's working on at the moment and he's in the really early stages, the gestation stages again. Um, I won't mention the name of the project because I think it's going to be awesome. A television program, uh, program, and so he wants to. He is keen for me for one of those characters, and but he, which I love, wants to devise and work with the artists. So we're going to spend the next few months working on these characters and developing and writing, or you know, workshopping mm-hmm. the stuff so he can go away and write right. it. Last time I saw you on the telly, you were a ghost in a hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. Standard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thanks so much. Such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. We'll look forward to seeing you in the future with some more music. That'd be great. Yeah, exciting. I'll bring it. I'll bring it in. Thanks for having me. That is Vanessa Stacey, and you've been listening to B Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. That program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.